2: This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia for this Tuesday, June 13th in Hong Kong, Monday, June 12th in New York. And coming up today... Markets await key U.S. inflation data in front of the Fed's
1: next decision. Google and Microsoft face new competition issues. And Oracle's cloud business benefits from AI demand. Miami maxes up security
3: for Trump's surrender tomorrow. China denies spy base in Cuba. U.S. blames Trump administration for not stopping it. New York police commissioner to resign. I'm Ed Baxter with Global News. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, the business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app, and
1: everywhere you get your podcasts. Good
2: morning. I'm Doug Krisner, And I'm Brian Curtis. Here are the stories we're following today. Fed officials, with their eye on the key inflation data tomorrow in the United States, and that meeting, of course, this week, will get the CPI data at 8.30 in the morning Wall Street time. Bloomberg's Michael McKee has a preview. Economists say consumer price inflation slowed in May, led lower by falling energy and automobile prices. Disinflation in rent may finally show up, holding down the core rate. Meanwhile, base effects, high inflation a year ago, mean a big drop in overall inflation this year. At least, that's the forecast. If analysts are wrong, however, watch out. Higher-than-anticipated inflation will change expectations for the Fed policy decision due Wednesday. With officials divided over whether to raise rates or make no change, an inflation surprise would lead to big market moves. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
1: After the bell we heard from Oracle, the company reported fourth quarter sales rising 17%. So we have a top line of $13.8 billion. That is $100 million above estimates. Revenue growth was led by Oracle's cloud applications and infrastructure businesses. And a boom in generative AI may be boosting demand for its cloud technology going forward. Here is Bloomberg's Anurag Rana.
4: AI workloads require a lot of power, a lot of, you could say, you know, the engine and storage to to run those. And you really can't do that. I mean, I would say only a handful of companies around the world uh, would be able to do this uh, internally in their own data center. So you really need a public cloud to run that. So whether that's, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and now most recently, Oracle, which is really making strides with their cloud product, I think all of these companies will benefit as people uh, develop more AI applications.
1: That is Bloomberg's Anurag, Now, so far this year, shares in Oracle are up more than 42 percent stock right now in late U.S. trading higher by 3.4 percent. Brian.
2: Well, the Federal Trade Commission has sued Microsoft in federal court. This was in an effort to block Microsoft's big acquisition, 69 billion dollar acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Bloomberg's Ann Cates has the story. The FTC
1: wants a transaction put on hold until the agency's in-house court has a chance to rule on the deal, with that trial scheduled to begin in August. The Microsoft-Activision combination faces tough antitrust scrutiny in the U.S., and the U.K. ruled against the takeover in April, determining that titles like Activision's Call of Duty would bolster Microsoft's edge over rivals in the small but growing cloud gaming market. Microsoft is appealing that decision, which is globally binding. In Washington, Ann Cates, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Meantime, Google is set to be hit with another round of antitrust charges by officials in Europe. That story from Bloomberg's Tom Busby. Google already facing more than 8 billion euros in fines by officials in the European Union may soon be facing billions more. As early as Wednesday, a so-called statement of objections expected to be filed by officials there targeting Google's biggest moneymaker, its digital advertising unit. The new charges from the European Commission, the EU's antitrust watchdogs, takes aim at the alphabet unit's ad tech business model, which collects user data which then allows advertisers to target specific ads and to sell ad space and technology directly to advertisers. Google has not responded to Bloomberg's request for comment. Tom Busby, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia.
2: Google did trade higher in the session today, up one 1.2 percent, but that was slight underperformance. The Nasdaq itself put on one and a half percent. Well, in upcoming testimony, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will cast the IMF and the World Bank as important counterweights to China. Bloomberg's Joanne Wong has that from Hong Kong. Yellen will tell the House Financial Services Committee the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank reflect American values and that they can counter China's influence in the developing world. In the prepared remarks, Yellen says the institutions provide real resources to counter non-transparent, unsustainable lending. Yellen will be looking to garner congressional support for U.S. financial backing of those lenders. But she's likely to be countered by Republicans. And the back and forth later today our time could get testy. In Hong Kong, I'm Joanne Wong, Bloomberg-Debrick Asia. I'm Brian Curtis, along with Doug Krishner. So, Doug, we hit the balance scale out this week to weigh up uh, inflation versus recession, at least from the Fed's point of view. And... You know, which one weighs on the economy more, which is the bigger concern? Most likely, I would guess it's inflation. And we'll get uh, we'll get the information on that. We'll get the dot plot, the commentary uh, by Jerome Powell, the fan of the Grateful Dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, David Kelly, the chief global strategist over at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, was putting his finger exactly on that issue. The Fed having to weigh progress on fighting inflation against the risk of recession. Now, Kelly feels that the numbers that we will see going forward here will not support any further tightening. And if he is right, he is saying now that the investment environment in which we find ourselves could support lower long-term interest rates, a lower dollar, and further gains in equity prices.
2: We keep thinking that we'll you know, add an inflection point and that, you know, we'll get information. like have got the CPI and the Fed this week and that, you know, that will really tell the story. And then, you know, nothing really changes all that much. We just keep grinding higher. I thought it was interesting that you had the big strategists from the biggest institutions all out on the same day today. Goldman Sachs, David Coston says he thinks the gains will continue because some of the other sectors besides tech will catch up. Morgan Stanley's Michael Wilson harkened back to the 1940s when the S&P 500 rallied 24% before then returning to a new low. And you also had Marco Kalanovich over at J.P. Morgan saying this is going to fall apart. The move higher in cyclical stocks is likely to prove fleeting. It's many of the same arguments, the lag effect of the of the interest rate hikes and the fact that we've had so many already that that will threaten the economy
1: and and speaking of stocks that are particularly sensitive to the economy look at energy today now we had the Goldman call we were talking about this yesterday on the program with the uh, cut in the forecast for Brent crude now about to 86 bucks by December by the way this is the third time in the last six months that Goldman has revised lower its forecast for oil today in New York this is not Brent this is WTI we were down nearly four and a half percent we closed around sixty-seven, twelve, and that took with it that lower oil price took a lot of the energy stocks down as well
2: and energy really hasn't rallied i mean it's just kind of missed out on this bull it's one of the most underweight sectors if you avoid recession is that an area where you can play catch up Uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see a lot is still out there it's time now for global news Miami says it's ready to handle crowd control as Donald Trump surrenders to police tomorrow. Ed Baxter with Global News from the 960 Newsroom in San Francisco, Ed.
3: Yeah, right Brian, they say they're ready. Authorities are downplaying any threats as well. Police Chief Manny Morales says no perceived crisis coming.
1: There, there has been a lot of posts, none that I'm aware of, that can cause any concern of any type of credibility. But make no mistake about it, we're taking this uh, this event extremely serious. We know that there is a potential of things uh, taking a turn for the worst, but that's not the Miami way. And Mayor Francis Suarez
3: says carrot and stick. We obviously believe in the Constitution and believe that people should have the right
0: to express themselves. Um, But we also believe in law and order. And we know that uh, and we hope that tomorrow will be peaceful.
3: Yeah, meanwhile, reports are Donald Trump boarded his private jet for Florida earlier today alone. Now, tomorrow, after the arraignment, Bloomberg's Nancy Cook says uh, Trump goes back to Bedminster for a rally. What
1: he's going to do around uh, 8.15 at night is give remarks. Um, I'm expecting those remarks to be shorter than the remarks he gave after his first indictment um, when the Manhattan DA indicted him. Um, And then he's going to have a fundraiser at Bedminster. They're hoping to raise $2
4: million.
3: And his legal team will be working on other potential indictments that could be coming down the pike. China today denying U.S. claims that it is a uh, has spy operations in Cuba. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbing saying that it is false information uh, says over the past few days he's uh, seen inconsistent information coming from the U.S. Now he is right on the last point. The U.S. has denied the Wall Street Journal report last week then yesterday admitted there were bases and today uh, the U.S behind National Security Council coordinator John Kirby went on the verbal offensive.
2: This is not a new development um, uh, that uh, that China's been uh, trying to uh, achieve uh, some intelligence gathering capabilities uh, in, in Cuba and frankly elsewhere in the hemisphere.
3: And defends the administration's reticence to talk about it, saying it does no good publicly and causes harm to talk about these kinds of sensitive matters in public. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken today says the Trump administration did not do enough to counter the Chinese efforts to boost intelligence gathering overseas after discovering that Beijing was operating in Cuba in 2019. And Blinken also says that China is not directly giving military aid to Russia at this point. Uh, to date, uh, we've not seen uh, uh, that line uh, crossed at the same time. Uh, We have concerns about private companies, but says it is being closely monitored. Pennsylvania's governor has declared disaster in Philadelphia after the collapse of an of, I, of an I-95 overpass caused by a tanker fire. Now, the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, there today says it has wide-ranging effects.
0: This is not just about uh, commutes. This is also about supply chains, about 150,000 vehicles a day, uh, and uh, a good percentage of that is trucking. So-
3: And says all the way from Philadelphia up through New York, but also south to Washington, D.C. supply lines. New York City Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell is going to resign. There had been talk for the past several days that she had lost power and was having to clear all policy moves through Mayor Eric Adams' office. Um, She has uh, sent out an email to her staff. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter. This is Bloomberg.
0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds
4: Distributors, Inc.
2: Stifel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. I'm Brian Curtis, along with Rashad Salamat, and our guest is Lamar Vierre, Portfolio Manager with Vierre and Company, to take a look at markets. Lamar, thank you for joining us. Does it feel like people are chasing here a little bit?
0: Uh, certainly, in some sectors. I mean, we think what's what's uh, the, the rebound in big tech uh, has probably gone a little too far, a little too fast. Uh, but you know, we, we still think there are some pockets uh, where you can get some quality at reasonable prices. So you got to you got to kind of be picky and choosy uh, as, you, as you look at the opportunities out there. Absolutely, I mean, you got to be also be uh, cognizant of uh, some which are cheap for a reason, correct? That's right. No, we we definitely don't think you want to be buying into uh value traps. But there are, you know, like I said, it's it's when you get the big tech, to mega cap uh guys, they've they've really just the pendulum has swung right back uh to what we would argue is a little overheated. Uh there's a lot of I think folks that'll just buy those or, or even just buy an index fund and not realize that they're buying a uh, really, a, a tech dominated uh, fund and, and, and really piling into some of the richer valuations out there.
2: I'm, I mentioned the comment from Marco Kalanovic at JP Morgan uh, about cyclical stocks uh, that ultimately uh, the, the gains will be fleeting, and that uh, uh, the lag effect of, of, the, of the rate hikes that we've already seen, and the fact that we may see more i mean there's no there's no um, notion I, I don't think at the moment that we're stopping here pausing maybe but uh do, do you agree with that or do you think that there is room for you know there to be more breadth in the market
0: i think i i i'm more in team goldman i guess than team jp morgan is,
2: okay is, is, is so you're, you're a little right, positive so. then
0: yeah, exactly. We're, we think, uh, you know, there's there's some room the rest of this year. And we're actually, uh, we, we, we think there's still some good opportunities, specifically in the consumer sector. So we think uh, the consumer, from everything we're seeing, you've got Wall Street, uh, on the one hand, terrified that the consumer is getting ready to fall apart. But every single uh, bit of data we've seen has really been positive. So you know, the Fed obviously has, has done some tightening. It looks like they're not going to do anything, uh, you know, on Wednesday. Uh, but, you know, we think that the consumer is strong. And, and you know, with, with uh, most of the data points that we're looking at, we think there's, there's still some room to run and, and some decent opportunities in here.
3: I mean, yes. Yeah, so, you know, if you look at the top ten uh, 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 industry groups on the S and P five hundred, uh, consumer cyclicals and uh, consumer uh, staples, and even discretionary, are not amongst them. So, does that surprise
0: you? Uh, it does, but you know, it's it's tough. Uh, the the way we categorize sectors, we find to be less and less relevant. So, you know. Calling Apple a tech stock is fine, but it's, it's arguably just as much or more of a consumer stock. So uh, it, it, it becomes very arbitrary, especially, like we said, with, with big tech. You know, is Netflix really a technology stock? Um, I would argue it's more driven by consumer trends than what's going on in technology. So I think the consumer sector is a lot bigger than we're giving it credit
2: if we do manage to avoid recession, uh, you probably heard me mention with Doug a few moments ago that energy could prove um, uh, an interesting bet in that it's it's underperformed. Do you see it that way?
0: We're actually not very bullish on energy, and, and partially that's uh, because you know the, the global supply uh, is, is pretty high um, relative to the demand. Uh, but but more importantly, um, you know we we kind of. Tend to shy away from energy just because it's, it's it is so difficult to predict what's going go on with the prices of uh, the, you know, oil and gas and and it's we, we think you're much better suited or much better off uh, picking the, the things that are a little more predictable and uh, where you can feel a little more comfortable in your uh, in your fats.
3: So bar, you know okay that's energy, but the other side of energy is of course uh, the, you know the decarbonization. how does that inform some of your investment decisions?
0: Well, that that is definitely part of it. Um, as you look at, you know, the rise of the uh, electric vehicles and, and so forth, um, there's there's certainly going to be a lot of pressure on demand down the road. Now, I think it's still going to be a while before that really has a meaningful impact. But as being excited about the long-term prospects, uh, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it's a little cloudy.